Well, folks, hello and welcome along to the LWB Champ Pod. Uh, tonight in association with nobody. Uh, haven't really had time to do much podcasting over the last couple of weeks. Uh, certainly when you treat them on the go, it's hard to get them all in anyway. Um, we were kind of, I suppose, sparing over the last few weeks with the left wing back, and we do apologise for that. And another apology coming in advance because uh, we're out of office for a couple of weeks. So uh, this might be the last one for a while, but uh, we have big plans made for uh, the club stuff. Big, big plans made for the club stuff, and that was uh, very enjoyable last year. So hopefully we have uh, similar success this year. Um, if anyone wants to come on board for it and give us a shout, I am not the world's greatest salesman or a salesman at all, for that matter. But uh, we always appreciate when someone comes uh, knocking on the door looking to throw you off with the podcast. It, it all helps. There is bills to pay there as well, so much appreciated. Uh, but we have a little whistle-stop tour to get through here this evening. Uh, probably going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Um, we're going to chat to Richie Cody very shortly. Um, I was actually at the F1 over the weekend, and uh, I only had a flashback there about 20 minutes ago that I'd asked Peter Fortune to come on as well after a loud success in the Laurie Mar final Open Crawl Park at the weekend. Thankfully, he's um, taken a bit of a reprieve from the beer. I don't know, was he on the beer, actually? We'll find out shortly, says you, in about 15 minutes. Uh, but he's going to be joining us. And then Paul Broderick's going to have a chat with us about the transition from football to soccer. I want to chat a bit about the Talton Cup coming up this weekend as well. Uh, so let's bring in Mr. Richie Cody. How's the form, boss? Well, Karen, how are you? How's things? Ah, sure. All right, now, all right. Uh, manic. Manic, as I was saying, the off airs, off, on flight, uh, haircut, physio appointment, uh, F1 podcast is seven, and now we're into this shirt, and there's only half a bag packed. I could be divorced <laughs> before I go on any fucking honeymoon. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's the joys of it. You're getting it all in in the one day. That's it, yeah, that's it, a week's working a day. Some lads don't do, uh, some lads don't do a week's working a month. But anyway, <laughs> um, you would uh, a noted weekend, shall we say, so... Uh, Eddie set an old record there going back ah sure it's not that long ago I suppose a figure of 164 competitive matches uh, in uh, the red yellow and green of Carlos jersey uh, competitive that's just competitive ones think of all the challenge games and different things that was going on but I mean that's mad uh, pretty pretty cool I suppose yeah yeah like I probably haven't had or haven't talked about it all that much I suppose but yeah it is it's no way you can say it. It is pretty cool and pretty mad, already, But it's definitely it's 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 nice, and um, I suppose I probably don't appreciate that big at the minute. I suppose, but I suppose in, in years to come, or when you do look back at it and something like that, uh, will be something to to look back at it with a bit of pride, alright. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool that like I'm I'm up there with the big bro as well. So yeah, kind of a nice for the family as well, I suppose. Yeah, here's a nice snakey one coming now straight away. Will we have you on next year to uh, talk about beating the record, will we? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Next year is a long time away. You never know. You don't know what could yeah. happen in the meantime. We were, we were saying, we were saying there, uh, messing there one of the lads the other day, and we were saying Eddie could be calling around and giving the hand, the hand a little more of a squeeze. The handshake could get a bit more of a squeeze than than normal. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows? I know. oh, look, that's the farthest thing from the mind, obviously, considering not it's only after. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll see. That's it. Like, we'll see. We'll see. We've club season on the horizon now as well. So we'll see how that goes first, anyway. And we'll, mm. we'll, uh, we'll see that. We'll see, obviously, then in the in the new year what will happen then again. Yeah. Yeah. Not forgetting the, the turmoil, I suppose, over the last couple of years. I mean, Jesus, there was a good chunk of last year went missing on you, wasn't there, in fairness? Yeah, uh, I suppose so. Covid related, yeah. That, um, 
Yeah, I suppose there was. But in uh, general, in general, injury problems, though, just getting yeah, back sorry, into the team sorry. and stuff like. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, more so sorry. what I'm talking about because. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You know. Yeah, yeah. I suppose and everything condensed as well. But yeah, last year was a bit of a tough one. It was, I kind of played, played the league and midway through the league, I got a bit of a back injury, a lower back injury, and yeah, I kind of struggled along with that with the county then for the remainder of the county season, say, and just by the end of it, it had gotten so bad and so sore. I just said to myself. You know, I'm gonna to have to take some time out here now, um, and just see what I can do with. See, can I get better? Because at the minute I'm just, I'm not able to sleep. Like I can't play socks in the morning, let alone like go out and play a game of play play a game of hurling. So took a bit of time out there during the club season or over the summer, and um, yeah, thankfully by it took a while, alright, but thankfully by the by the winter game, I suppose I got back for the Valley Hair game a, a few weeks before that, and luckily enough, it's after settling down, and it kind of like I had a bit of a We'll say halfway through this year or halfway through the championship, I did get a bit of a setback with it again there. But thankfully, the flare up didn't last too long. So, um, yeah, it was good to meet out this year. And fingers crossed, it can can stay the same way. All right, yeah. Well, literally a bit of rest on the trick. But was there any? Could you put the finger on what the problem was like? Just yeah, oh, I, won't, yeah. I won't say all age now, Richie. I won't go that far. I've been cheeky that's, enough already. <laughs> that's a lot to do with it. I tell you, that's a lot to do with it. But um, no, yeah, I got MRI scans and stuff done, and I was up in. But yeah, I was I had two bulging discs in my lower back, and I was pressing on a nerve then, so I was getting certain nerve down my left leg, like, and that let me tell you, anyone that's experienced, will know how how just painful mm. it is and how annoying it is, and just day to day things are just impossible. Like just picking something up off the floor is like getting down on your knees and that kind of a thing to get something simple like. But uh, yeah, look, fingers crossed. I have the worst of it behind me, so. Mm. Um, yeah, like I had to get. Uh, sorry, I was up, but then I was had a couple of hospital appointments, and we were talking about maybe doing phys or doing um, surgery. That there was a possibility that maybe to get the disc shaved down a small bit, but thankfully didn't have to do that. Uh, the physios and stuff were kind of saying that possibly stay away from that side of thing if you are kind of looking to continue on playing. That maybe that mightn't be the best option. So we gave an injection, and um, that did it. Did it, it did have. I wouldn't say it fully fully cured it, but it definitely helped it anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So the fact that like you were able to go with Hall and go on equal record this year is a, is a fair achievement in itself, you know. And obviously, uh, you know, grateful to be in the position to make that happen. Uh, regardless of what happens from here on out, you know, it's uh, it's nice yeah. to still be able to play. Like, Jez, you don't want to be. Uh, why are you thirty three? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thirty three. Yeah. yeah, going for the enough, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like no, I suppose... absolutely, it, it makes, I'll never forget the first day I went back training, we'll say after the injury, after the long layoff and just kind of happy and you know, just getting out to just, I was like a young foal be let out into, a, into New Gallup and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, I was just, the warm up and uh, just being able to just poke the ball with the lads was just great, like it was fantastic, so it kind of made me appreciate like this year even more and I really, I haven't enjoyed a year as much in in a while. I won't. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't. I haven't enjoyed like just training and getting out and playing with the boys and being able to play matches and being able to like run around the pitch and do simple things like. Well, I haven't enjoyed it as much in in, in a couple of years. I, I, to be honest with you, yeah. Does that come from the whole thing? And I know it sounds a bit cliche, but knowing that it's almost kind of taken away from you that you just appreciate a bit more. Yeah, like I never actually thought I wouldn't get back. To be honest with you, you know what I mean? Like I never. I never thought like it, it was going to be that serious or yeah. kind of my ignorance wouldn't let that happen anyway. I kind of wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't allow that to happen. I'd nearly, you know, I, I'd, 
I'll go when I'm ready. I won't let something else just well, please God, yeah. fingers crossed. I won't let something else dictate that. So um yeah. yeah, maybe so like just just the fact, you know, when you're laid up and you can't even train, you can't go for a run and even running hurts and gym stuff hurts and you can't even do things and you're just like you're trying to look after yourself, but that's proven tough going as well. And uh, just just being able to get back in and, and, and get out running and get out with the lads again and get playing and that was just it was great and it really made you appreciate things uh, far more alright that probably were taken for granted for a couple of years there alright yeah. I would say as bad as the back pain and the sciatica is I think the pain between the two ears over that is is when you can't move like you can't fucking mm. off a bit of steam I'd say mm. that's I, I, for me anyway I would find that the worst not being able to do that just to have a bit of clarity in your own mind like you know yeah so true so true yeah at, you do like so much stuff can like that as well and so much stuff can, can be going around or can be going on around you in life like and stuff like that but when you're out on the pitch it just goes away kind of thing mm. it just it's it's a, it's a release all right kind of from day-to-day things like all right yeah just seeing all your mates and that like during the club championship last year and getting on so well and um uh yeah it made it tough all right i got back a little i got back for like the played a few minutes in the semi-final and final but like they were literally just run run out to you through to weren't they weren't at major but yeah it was tough like just watching the games going by and just not being able to even sit down to stand with the pain and say i think yeah i'd say i was talking out like for the semi-final and final and i wasn't just because of how stiff you'd get if you sat down if i was to come on i wouldn't nearly be able to so i, I had to stand up down by the bottom rail and and I'd say people were just looking down and be thinking, what is going on with your hand? <laughs> like, he's half mad, like, but, um, yeah, but yeah, it was, it, like you said, it was probably between two years was, was every bit as tough as physically as well. But thankfully, we're back in a good place now at the minute, so. That's the job. That's the job. So look, in terms of the on the field stuff the other day and Carlo in general, you did what you had to do. Um, mm. You know, unfortunately then, things didn't go your way elsewhere, but, um, you know, from my point of view, I would always see Carlon Offaly in modern day terms as a, you know, a close enough game that could go either way. And yet, there seemed to be a sense that this was a, some sort of massive upset, which I I certainly didn't see it that way anyway. I know the players definitely wouldn't wouldn't see it that way. Uh, but what's the the minutes like just afterwards? Like you know, the job is done. Uh, did you have a feeling beforehand there was going to be a result unfavorable uh, in the other game? Yeah, I did. I was hoping. I was hoping not to be that to be the case, uh, but going up on the bus, I'd seen the Antrim team and mm. my heart sank a little bit because I knew Kerry go up there needing to to win and putting out their best and their best fifteen or whatever, and 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 obviously having to get a result up there. And I seen the Antrim team with twelve changes on it. I knew deep down that no matter what, like if we had won, there was a high chance that results elsewhere we're going to take it away from us and I think though when you get like to the grounds and I think other games go out the window too though so you're you're totally focused on your job at the minute at the time and I tell you I didn't actually think of any other during the game or she wouldn't or why would you but that never entered any of our heads I don't think it was just like we had to do our job and we had to get mm. our result on the day and I think to a man everyone did that so look mm. we did our job and unfortunately it was other days that let us down but um but yeah, look, it was a, it was a tough one to take afterwards. The two teams were just standing there because obviously Offaly had a chance to go in as well and yeah. was beating them, <clears throat> effectively put them out as well. And all they needed to do was draw. So 
um, yeah, the two teams were just standing there and we were both in, I guess they were just go to the, they were probably, but we were, I think it was, uh, I don't know what, it was just bittersweet, I suppose. We had put in a good performance. It was a good win away in Tullamore. Ward. It don't happen very often in championship, but effectively our, we didn't reach our goal and uh, it was a bit, it was a bit disappointing. All right. Yeah. It feels like bought you lost, like almost kind of. When yeah, absolutely, the truth. absolutely. We, we had, yeah, exactly. We, we had obviously won and, and played well and put in a huge shift and put in a huge performance and left everything out there. But at the same time, exactly like that, it was like both teams had lost afterwards. RH, right, yeah, it was a mm. bit of a, a bit of a lull or a bit of a sadness on the pitch. RH right, yeah, afterwards. If City and Liverpool could both have lost the league and someone else won, the other day would have been nice to you. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you're a United fan also, so we've yeah. we've more we've more things to worry about than, than what's going on up there. We've a few uh, rungs of the ladder to to climb on, but yeah, like from like Antrim's point of view, then it's it's fairly clear what's going on. Uh, without drawing you into anything, I mean, or a Kevin Keegan thing while we're on uh, soccer topics yes. and such like. I would love it if they beat them. Um, you know, like, does that... I, I always think it's a difficult one for, for a management. So, you know, if the other crew win, you're playing again in the final. And then you've kind of lost momentum. And I often find that that has proven to come against teams on the big day. So, and Kerry are, Kerry are a good side, like. They are a good side, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's interesting that they chose to actually go that route. Would, would mm. it be a route that you would have chosen, or would you still put out? You know, it's an yeah. interesting one. It's it's like you said, it's a tough one, and it's tough on every management team. I suppose a different, and I'm I'm sure they sat down during the week, like, and discussed the the three variables that could have actually happened, either Oz Kerry or Offaly, I suppose, and what way they were going to go about it, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Like like you said, you could you can lose momentum, but at the same also then at the same time you're resting possibly your your most yeah. valuable players, I suppose. And if you played them and you got an injury, you'd be saying, Why didn't we go? Why didn't we rest lads, I suppose? But um The easiest way to hide yeah. that then as a management is lads were giving you an opportunity to put your hand up for a place for the final. No, you're not. You're fucking resting the strong lads because you don't want to get hurt, like but you're yeah. you're you're trying to keep the morale of the, the guys that are not getting regular game time, I suppose. Isn't that it like? That's it, uh, and look, it, it like like you said, it could come back to bite him in the in the arse, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. uh, and because it was, I, I'm not going to say I hope it does, but I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like you said, Kerry are a good side, so like they'll have it all. Antrim will have it all to do in Pro Park as well. So um, they've carry a bit of experience in drawing finals now as well. You know, and they've had probably the hurt of losing the last two as well. So. They'll be going out all, all, all to win this as well, but it's a pity now that another. But like I said, I suppose we we that was our own downfall, I suppose. But it's a bit you know, another result kind of effect, kind of pause out or pause. Yeah, took our dreams in our own hands, like, like away from us, I suppose. Yeah, or another team's fate mm. or another team's decision, I suppose, took it away from us. Yeah. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Well, listen, Richie. Um, we'll have a. A deeper chat on other stage, right? Because uh, I'm just kind of keeping it a little bit shorter tonight. But uh, well done again. A serious achievement, man. And uh, we'll chat to you soon. Mind yourself, all right? Absolutely. Thanks very much, Kevin. Thanks, Thanks for well. Me. There we go, Richie Cody. Uh, Peter Fortune, how are you getting on? I thought you'd be in some pub somewhere now, about five or six <laughs> pints deep. Congratulations, man. Uh Thanks very much, Kev. Thanks for having me on. I know I'm a bit worse for wear now today. So uh, school in the morning as well. So back in tomorrow. So... No, we, we had a good two days there between the Saturday and the yesterday as well. 
Uh, I'm feeling a bit you can hear the voice probably is not not as uh, loud as normal either so a uh, good bit of singing and shouting yet done yesterday but great weekend yeah super class stuff man yeah look uh, as I said at the off there um, in the middle of all the madness I'd actually forgotten to touch base again today so uh, yeah it's mad you know you're uh, you're kind of back into the swing of it now again but the buzz the buzz is still there at the at the same time now i was just thinking back right i don't think this is your first visit to crow park i know when underage carlos i you would have been there i'm almost certain under 15s or 16s uh but that's a long long time ago so uh talk us through the weekend in comparison yeah it's actually mad uh paul doyle i was talking to paul doyle during the just before and he was wishing me good luck and that uh, from home and just he was saying like you know it's mad like we were talking one of the lads actually Richard Jeffers put up that picture a few months ago of our team in Croke Park at that blitz. Like, and you know, you'd be looking at all the lads that you know you played with back then, you know, and who's still playing and who's playing where. And he was just saying to me, like, you, you would have never thought you'd be playing there with a different county anyway, whatever about um <laughs> whatever about hopefully getting there with Carlo. But um yeah, no, look, it was brilliant. Like it's it's I've been very fortunate since I came up here at Loud. Uh, I was there two years ago with them uh, in Croke Park as well, uh, but I was actually, I wasn't in the panel at that stage. It was only after joining, really, the panel at that stage. Um, but the first year that I came up uh, after the county final, I was asked in a, and played a couple of league games, but I, d- I didn't get to tug uh, for the for the actual final in Croke Park. So it was kind of nice to put that right as well. Like, in, you know, I sent to a few people yesterday, um, you know, I kind of nearly... Like I'm 29 now, and I was kind of saying to myself a couple of years ago, unless say Mullins maybe got to a, an All Ireland club final or something, it might never happen for me. That Joe, like we, while we did play with that underage team, it's Joe the kind of sense of earning it and being there because you you know you got to a final or a semi All Ireland semi final or whatever you're playing in kind of makes it that bit much more special than say playing in that blitz or whatever. Like you know so. Yeah, I've just I'm over the moon now to be honest. Um probably been plaguing everyone with the Instagrams the last few days, but <laughs> has to be done too. You don't get to do it uh, too often. No, no, you're dead right. You're absolutely dead right. Um serious scoring. Three twenty seven, three fourteen. You're back with us there, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, could be gone again. What is going on with this national Robin plan up there? Is it affecting loud as well? It's affecting it's affecting everywhere. We have words of people. Well, uh we'll just uh, have a look for a second at the fixtures the weekend while we see can we get uh Peter back on screen. I think he might be back with us now. Are you actually here? Can you hear us? Yeah. There we you go. see us? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. There, Little yeah. dropout. Apologies. Happens, man. That's the joys of doing it live. Yeah. yeah, we're well used to it. Yeah, I was just saying it was it was serious scoring in fairness. Yeah, the the whole competition has been quite um Ah, gone again. Fake it, anyway. Fake it. All right, okay. Well, look, we'll see if we can get him back on a little bit later. I think Paul Roderick is on standby, so we might bring him in here if we can get him. Paul, are you with us? I am, Kevin. How's it going? Ah, sure, not too bad. And yourself, boss? Not too bad. Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Yeah. Loud and clear. Oh, What's boy. that, the Masters or the Doctor there behind you? Oh, I don't know what it is. It's uh, it's crooked anyway, so <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ordinary degree, I'd say. Ah, uh, Jesus, tell you one thing. Uh, well, uh, extraordinary would be a way to describe uh, New Oaks' uh, success this year. Uh, nice little transition from you. Um, yeah. You're after enjoying it, yeah? Serious achievement. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a nice segue from yourself there, ordinary to extraordinary. But it's uh, <laughs> uh, it's been yeah, it's been it's been mad. I suppose 
we would have only known, I never knew that the quadruple, the four domestic things had never been done until it was kind of there in front of us with maybe three or four games left, you know what I mean? Um, it was just enjoyable as a season. The main one is the league. Like you've the you've the big one that we were left in the Leinster one up until a couple of weeks ago. And um, even though that is kind of the, the bigger one, I suppose with all the rivalries you have around um, with so many teams in the one county, you're looking at the league as number one, and that one is nearly number two. Um, so our focus was on, and it probably helped us through the Leinster matches because our focus was on the league. And we had a couple of near scrapes. Like we went up to Valley Murphy and scored an injury time to win one nil, um, and then had to go beat Credit Yard in one of the the last games of the league too to you know to get over the line. So it's it's crazy the amount of things that I suppose have aligned um, for it to happen, do you know. And it, then you can nearly see why it's never happened since 1985 or whatever it is. Yeah, from your own point of view, right, uh, Jenny. Uh, the one thing that was standing out for me in the midst of all the success or whatever, was the day Carlo played Loudon football. And obviously, not too long ago, Paul Broderick's member of the panel, but you're playing Leinster Cup, I think, that day, which is mad, like, so, at the very same time as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, I've been kind of plagued with, uh, my me, me ankles are giving a bit of bother and I was trying to get the end of the season out of it. And luckily enough, I suppose, we have a, a very deep squad and it was always the case, I was even saying to Graham Delaney there, um, we're having a couple of pints after the win at the weekend, kind of saying that like it was the, usually when when I played soccer over a decade ago, like if, if you weren't there one week and then you were there the next week, it was just kind of the way soccer was. You'd you'd still turn up, you'd be starting. It wasn't the same commitment as as football, but this is the first time we played it whereby, geez, if you miss training or like you could score the week before and you miss training and you wouldn't be starting the next week, particularly if you're in the kind of top half of the field. We just had such depth, which I think to be honest, um is probably what got us over the line because even two, three weeks ago we had a semi-final and three or four lads who wouldn't normally start started because of a couple of injuries and suspensions and you don't always get that depth with soccer like whereas with GA there's a kind of a tribal thing that lads are lads are there all the time you, you don't get it with soccer but yeah to go back to your question it, it is crazy that it's uh, I suppose when I went back into the soccer I was kind of just looking at right I'll stay running during the winter but it'd be nice to be kicking a bit of ball somehow and I like I had always had in my head the minute football starts back I'll, I'll go with that but then you're kind of getting trenched in it and you're loving it and you're trying to balance the two then the last couple of weeks um, it's kind of how it's been but yeah it's, it's been really enjoyable I suppose haven't had a huge amount of uh, success probably a, an understatement with uh, with football in terms of trophies you know so like being in these finals and getting to play and all these big days coming one after the other has been really exciting. And something different, I suppose, too. Like, are you playing with a little bit less pressure or any any change of mindset? Yeah, it, there would be. I I find it uh, I find it different. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, there's certainly less pressure. Um, I suppose mistakes in games. You know the way football has gone in terms of like you know giving away the ball and different things like that. It, it can be. You know, you're looking at maybe video analysis afterwards and you're like, I gave away a ball, but then there's five passes, six passes, and it's in the back of the net the other end. It doesn't, the mistakes are not uh, punished the same, I suppose, in soccer. Or maybe that's the level we're playing, or maybe it's just the nature of soccer as a game in that there might only be five chances in a game and two goals. Whereas in football, you, you might have 30 scores, you know, and a couple of them are goals when from mistakes. And, you know, so yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely less pressure to it. Uh, would you have found uh, any, suppose, insight into, do you know, years ago, 
probably still to an extent. And I always felt it was very unfair. And I'm a big GA man, but and I hate this term, right? But I'm going to use it literally word for word. Lads, fucked off to play soccer. I think yeah. that's just so. I think it's really disrespectful. Really, really disrespectful. Um, where do you see that statement now? I suppose now that. I'm not going to say you have done that, <laughs> but yeah. you're playing soccer, right? And you're still playing your bit of football. You're seeing it from the other side. And you see the level now and you see the success and stuff. Where does that sense of entitlement, that in sense of entitlement, I should say, actually come from? Like, and why, why do people kind of go with it? Like, I don't know. I just, I never got that really. Um, I suppose there is a, there's probably a little bit of me behind it in that, like, um, as I said, if I go back over a decade ago, I was even talking to some of the lads who are over the management team for the walk at the moment. Like the last time we won a league, we struggled to get lads to train. And you compare that, like we might have had six or seven and called off trainings and then went on to win the league. Like that could have happened a couple of times in a season, but it's completely different now. I'd find that soccer is maybe where GA was a couple of years ago. Um, and it's heading more and more serious in that, you know, there's two or three trainings a week. They're, they're done by a professional coach. They're, you're accountable for being there or not being there. And all you're doing is kind of game-based stuff for for what you'd like to do at the weekend. Whereas I, in GA, it's been like that for a while. There's also a tribal thing with GA, whereas you could play soccer for a club this year and you move to another club next year. And, they're, you know, people don't generally think too much. They don't think bad of it. Like, you know, it's whereas with GA, it's almost like you you're kind of, I don't know, you're embedded, you're, you're, it's tribal that you you play for where you're from and there's a certain kind of pride and stuff that goes with that. You give everything for your uh, for your village or your, your county or whatever it is and, and maybe that's, anyone who has maybe played soccer would see, but like, I know it doesn't take, or maybe when they played, it didn't take the same effort or they weren't doing the same running because it's not the same type of sport. So if they're comparing like with like, with that, they'd look at, oh, well, you know, or maybe the lads are out each weekend and having a few pints. That doesn't happen with football. And they probably think that they've taken the softer option. Do you know, maybe maybe that's where it comes from. I don't know. But I know I, I've gotten that before. I suppose this year, the thing was, my decision to leave the county was nothing to do with soccer. It was more like I was doing nothing for a couple of weeks. And I said, geez, what will I do? You know, and Toronto Island hadn't started back. So I said I'd kind of dabble again in the soccer and see if I was still able to do it. And then, like... It just so happens that it's gone on so long that it's uh, it's kind of clashing with Tynoyland's start to the season. But I suppose we've a long way to go to Championship yet, so mm-hmm. it's not too bad. The communication, I think, is important. Like We always say communication between, I don't know, we'll just say the parish where I come from, that point of view, with Nair Reid mm-hmm. hurling one night, and then there's there's actually four football clubs tied up because you know yourself, a couple of Tynoyland yeah. boys are, are hurling, right? And yeah. that, that was difficult. But I don't see a difference between someone performing a a pretty good level in soccer and that all it takes is communication and it can work um, and there's a bit of pig-headedness at times unfortunately that's just where it is or you know where it's at and it shouldn't really be that way uh, particularly if it's at a, a pretty good level and someone is you know someone is doing a bit I think it's very different if someone is doing absolutely nothing and then they come in and then maybe they're getting a bit of time over someone who has been training a good bit um, yeah. so it, it gets lost sometimes doesn't it it is, and like we're looking into Ireland at the moment. Like we've Stephen O'Mara, who's over us, and he's very understanding with stuff. And believe it or not, he's he's been at most of New Oaks games uh, this year. Um, he was actually living down your way, Lachlan Bridge, for a while. And uh, on a Sunday there, he was uh, he was tipping into the matches, like because I suppose you had myself, Connor, 
um, you have James Magrano and you have the two Gaffneys and there's there was five or six of us all together. I think there was five at one stage anyway. I think I have named them all there, but sorry if I left anyone out. But basically, like, he kind of was showing an interest, which normally you get the thing you're talking about. It might be snubbed a little bit, hoping that you'd kind of come back straight away. But then yeah, I'd say lads are nearly more likely to get their back up if it's a case that they're like, what the... F you doing at soccer, you know? Um, yeah. Whereas I felt it was kind of supported, um, and he sees it as a, a kind of a big deal as well. So um, maybe things are changing. But then, like you said, if it's if it's at a decent level, you know, lads are doing something three times a week. Now, don't get me wrong, the, the, the transfer of skills, yeah, but like the, the training is is entirely different. Then you know, to be able to burst over thirty yards is useful in soccer. But you know, the whole being able to run eighty yards ten times in a row in ten minutes. Is, <laughs> It doesn't happen as often in soccer as, as you'll need to do it in football. So there is a kind of a, there will be a couple of weeks of kind of getting used to different uh, different running and training and coming back into it. Mm-hmm. Well, something that lads haven't really got time to get used to is a Talton Cup, which is completely new. It's kicking off yeah. in Carlo on Sunday, two o'clock now, which is Cullen Park against Tipperary. Now, in general, i got to be honest with you, right? This thing... It hasn't quite got me because I don't think it's been marketed correct. I think they've left it very late. And then when you look at the format and the structure of it, for me, it's horrendous. I think the credibility is lost before it even gets going, but that's just my own personal opinion. Uh, what what do you make of the, the structure of it, firstly, and the seriousness of it or, or lack thereof? Where are you with that, do you think? Yeah, I've I've a lot of thoughts on it. I've always had, but I kind of... Um... I'd, I'd probably jumble them all up, I suppose. I'd say what comes out, but basically, I suppose the structure of it, the, the whole more games and promoting the game stuff, like it's a knockout competition, which is going to be one game for half the teams in it. So first of all, they're shooting themselves in the foot there. I do think something like this could work. I think it's going to take, but it, it always feels like, it actually feels like they turned up, forgot about it, and then go, lads, we may do this Talchin Cup draw, and then go, will we keep it regional? It seems like it was four or five sentences when, like you said, had we seen advertisements and stuff like that and loads of promotion on social media over the last couple of weeks going, you know, even promoting the draw, throw it on RTE, um, you know, and, and make make a big deal of it like they would the Leinster Championship draw or whatever it is. And then allow teams like, you know, the, allow teams, there's plenty of teams that Carlo wouldn't have played because we're not in the same division and regionally we're not close to them, so we wouldn't be in the likes of the O'Byrne Cup with them. You know, give supporters, give players those chances to play the likes of Cork or whoever it might be that you're not going to be drawn against. That'd be another thought on it. And then I think certainly, if not around Robin, maybe a little group of three or something where you're guaranteed two games and maybe something like that. Now I know there's there's an argument for uh, finishing up the county season to let the club get underway, but there is a kind of definite date there already uh, for finishing county. And I think the last thing I'd say on it is. I do think it should be the curtain raiser or the final of it would be a huge incentive to be the curtain raiser for um, the All-Ireland, the Sam Maguire. Um, And I think it should be the same way for the Hurling. Um, I don't see... Plenty of counties have gotten that right. You look at Leash or Neighbours and, you know, they they quite often have games at 12-2-4 and they do a kind of a ticketing thing for it and they'll they'll pretty much have capacity in their stand over there. It could work if you said, like, market it right. Um, But uh, do I think they've got it right at the moment? I possibly not, but it's hard to know with, with very few games played. Mm, time will tell, I suppose. So mm, I'll, mm. I'll double up the last one. Um, I don't know how much or how little or you've been talking to the lads or whatever. Uh, we've been harping on about the whole thing of patience this year and stuff. 
Um, and it is a very different camp. Like it is completely different. It's worlds apart from a couple of years ago. Uh, by by sheer personnel as well. And they need they need time. We keep saying it, but it's it's the truth. Uh, having said that, where do you see the prospects um, Sunday? Is, is it kind of is it hard to even uh, muster up any sort of thought on it? Like. I suppose being on the outside, I'm still in contact with some of the lads, but you know, you try not to, to pry or anything. If they have everyone available that they could possibly have, like Carlos team, and I, I don't like the term on paper because you win nothing on paper, but I've been saying it for a, a couple of years now, like, they're, like they're, there's huge talent in Carlo, and there's a good few lads, there's five or six or seven lads who are in their early 20s who got a bit of exposure uh, a couple of games a few years ago in 17 and 18, came on or were starting games. A lot of them have won county titles with their own clubs. You know, uh, if they're rare old, they've had a bit of a run in Leinster. Like, I think there's there's a huge experience. Um, we've had the likes of Jordan Morrissey winning a Sigerson, you know, and being exposed like that. I, I think there's I think there's potential for, there's a big performance in the team. Whether the team is, I suppose, getting the most out of themselves at the moment, like you said, they're in a bit of a transition. And I actually honestly felt the last year I played, like when we were up against Loud in the league, now I fully thought we were going to beat them. But when you look back, I suppose we were maybe naive to maybe, you know, leave it as open and concede as much at the back. But like, it was a joy to play the last couple of league games. We played Sligo, we played Loud with the kind of free-flowing football. I just think it hasn't been married with, um, like, it needs a blend of maybe what we had before, which was very defensive. And the attacking stuff now, I think, for the first time in a long time, Carlo have five or six forwards who can, any of them could go out and kick five or six points, you know. Um, and that hasn't been the case with pace and with strength. So I think, yeah, like, would it surprise me if Carlo go out and win that game? No. Will they be up against it? Yes, because you're looking at a Tipperary team that would still have the backbone of a Munster winning team there and by all accounts from what I'm hearing they're you know they're taking this seriously so I would imagine that they're you know they'll be favourites for it but I think that suits Carlo to be honest when I saw the draw I thought it's a good one in terms of the teams that were available if you get with no disrespect but Car Wicklow probably feel the same about us and Waterford but if we get a Waterford or a Wicklow both teams are expected to beat each other and there's kind of huge hope in Carlo which could be knocked off its perch if we don't beat them we're kind of going into this game thinking, yeah, we could, but they're the favourites. And if we beat them, then it's a game under the belt. So I kind of think, but yet if you were to lose, there is, you don't want to go back to it, but there is the kind of cliche of, you know, it's a team in transition. But at the same time, you know, Tipperary for all they've done the last couple of years, I know they scraped by us in the league. I think that will give the lads confidence too. They're deservedly favourites at the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, listen, Pete, we'll leave it there. Uh, we'll have another chat with you at some stage. Uh, yeah. We'll have a bit more time. Well done on your uh, soccer exploits and uh, thanks for joining us this evening, all right? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. Cheers, Paul. man. Paul Roderick. Uh, Peter Fortune is still there. Well, how are we now, boss? How has our <laughs> internet improved? I think so. I've, I've moved it a bit closer, anyway, so hopefully it hangs on for a few minutes for us this time, anyway. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I, I can't even remember where we were. We're talking about high scores and all that stuff and yeah. we some very good points about getting to Crow Park and, and playing there, uh, you know, on merit, not to be disrespectful of underage blitzes, but, you know, for it to have a bit of meaning at adult level, which it now has, and you've got something that, uh, you know, will never be taken away from you. Yeah, no, yeah, but that was kind of the the overwhelming feeling on, on Saturday was, you know, like we were saying on the bus home, kind of, 
a few few of us, um, maybe some of the older lads on the panel, kind of just saying like, you know, you're in a very minute group of people now who can say they've lifted a trophy in Croke Park, and you know, it's it's a great privilege. And you not know, even listening to you and Paul there talking about the the Talton Cup, like, and I understand the the frustrations with the way it's been set up and all that, but just you know even like for us playing in the Lowry Mar and, and, you know, say we were watching the Nicky Rackard after it. And then like, I remember having a great day up when Carlo won the Christie ring up in Coke Park that time. And, you know, and winning the Joe Mack, like it, it, it for, for smaller counties, it's, it's an amazing opportunity to be able to go and, and, you know, play in Coke Park and bring your family and friends. And, you know, it's, it's I don't know, it was a brilliant, brilliant experience. Deadly man, deadly. Well, listen, one last word to you then, uh, just in case we didn't get to anything. I've brought you back. I, I'm delighted you stayed there because I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to get a text from here now. But no, um, like all I can say is well done. Um, we know it's a, it's a rare enough thing that anyone from Carroll even gets to play there, unfortunately. But to go on and win something there is, is pretty cool. So well done again. But any, any closing yeah. thoughts? Uh, no, just look, uh, I suppose, again, thanks very much. I was keeping a good eye out for for all, all the Carlo men around around the country or wherever they are and, and you're doing a great job yourself here with the with the podcast and that and just wish you all the best and you're looking for ever as I said to you when you text me if you ever need me to come on and talk show you about hurling I'll always be available so <laughs> <laughs> we're always on recruitment drives man now, yeah, listen, thanks a million yeah. appreciate that and mind yourself alright no problem Kev thanks and well done again cheers Peter Fortune there after winning with Loud and Grow Park over the weekend. So thanks to Peter, thanks to Paul Roderick, and thanks to Richie Cody as well. That's where we leave it this evening. Thanks to you, the listeners and viewers, for tuning in. As we said, uh, we'll be back in maybe three or four weeks' time. If you do like what we're doing, you can support us for the price of a coffee. The link is in the description below. Until next time, take care.